Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Hello and welcome to the 83rd episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Slaves of the Republic, uh, our last episode before the winter break. I am your host, Michael Cohen, and as always, I have my faithful co-host, Matt Krinky, with me. Hey, what's happening, Clone Wars fans? Welcome back, Mike. We're on the second part of the Zygerian... I'm calling this the Zygerian arc. How's that? Is that Okay. Does that sound right? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm call, just calling it kind of the slaves of the, the slave, like the slaver arc, you know? The slave arc, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, second part. Second part, second, second of the three episodes. So, and uh, it's yeah. going to be, well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about yeah. when we'll see the next episode at the end of the show, but. Yeah, it's kind of goofy. Yeah. So, you know, so we'll get into some, uh, we got some, some funny news, so let's uh, jump right into it. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. <laughs> All right, Mike, you, t- you actually told me about this just a few minutes ago before we started, and uh, let's talk about it now. Chewy. Is going to be on Glee? What the heck is going on with Glee? I don't yeah. watch Glee, so I don't know what's going on. But talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me what's Neither do I, because Glee <laughs> okay. is a terrible, terrible show. <laughs> it just seeks to, uh, I don't know, it's just sensationalizing things, right? Like, uh, like this is another one of their attempts to just, like, like, okay, here's the thing. Nobody's watching Glee anymore. Like, it's dropped seriously in ratings. It was, like, the highest rated show the last couple of years, or one of the highest rated shows. Um, and now it has, it's dropped down to where like an average show is at. So, uh, they're just trying all sorts of stuff earlier this season. They had two of the gay characters sleep with each other for the first time. So it's like, cause, cause they're just looking for sensational storylines, right? Like just whatever they can do. Yeah. To try and get some sort of uh, spectacle or scandal going, yeah, um, that that you know would just piss somebody off, and then they'll talk about it, and it worked because, like, this is to me this is just a total grab at our demographic to yeah. try and get 
Star Wars fans to tune into an episode of Glee. This isn't like when you're watching, <clears throat> I don't know, let's say, uh, well, Big Bang Theory, okay? Big Bang Theory, there's a Star Wars episode nearly every, or there's a Star Wars reference, reference nearly every yeah. episode. Right. And that's because it is about the type of people who would watch Star Wars, yeah. right? So, uh, so to me, that's logical. It makes sense. It's natural and organic that there be Star Wars references. I mean, I, I'm fairly certain that they've used the it's a trap joke on more than oh, one yeah. episode of Big Bang Theory, right? Um, they've also written it into... Uh, the the main characters of How I Met Your Mother that uh, Ted Marshall and Barney all love Star Wars, not that difficult to believe considering you know the 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 age that they are. Right. Um, so Star Wars would obviously be a big deal, but I think to try and make high schoolers of today into like huge Star Wars geeks. That like there, I don't think that there's really been much in the way of Star Wars references on Glee up until this point. At least not not that I know of. I, I've never watched the show. I have, I, that's not true. I watched one episode because uh, my wife wanted to watch an episode, so we watched it. Uh, and and I did not enjoy it. It's just like they're just going essentially for the grab, right? Just for the ratings grab to get our attention. So uh, as much as I. <clears throat> I want to watch the episode to see how they handle it and to see exactly what context Chewbacca is in it. Mm -hmm. I also want to have nothing to do with it because I don't want them to win, (laughs) essentially, right? Because that's the whole point, is that they put Chewbacca in it, and it doesn't matter if you like Glee or you don't like Glee, you're going to tune in to see what that's all about. And and I don't know. That's just... that's That's not good television. Like, okay, I reamed out Clone Wars last year for the same thing. And Clone Wars is a Star Wars show. (laughs) Okay? Yeah, yeah. They had Chewbacca on as a guest star, essentially, in that one episode, Mm. the season finale of last season. And to me, that was just a total grab at, like, we want all of the classic trilogy fans to tune into this episode. So we're going to put Chewbacca in it. And it's like, you know, we've got a Darth Maul storyline coming up again this uh, it, it, when we come back in, in the new year. And uh, it will either begin or end, mark my words, on episode Uh-oh. one releasing in theaters. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's just like when Star Wars does it, it bugs me. But if somebody else is going to do it, that's just obnoxious, you know? Well- and it's funny too about this is like he's not as far as this this Glee thing. It says that it's a it's an episode that'll throw back to the Star Wars holiday special and the Judy Garland Christmas specials. So apparently, like the, this Chewy thing, he's not going to be up there like singing or something crazy like that. He's just like I don't know I don't know exactly yeah. how he's going to appear, but it's uh, not in any singing type form. And I'm wondering like who's you know, is it going to be like the original costume? You know, who's going to be in it? Obviously, I don't think, you know, that's, I haven't heard anything about getting Peter Mayhew to come on stage and do this. Well, if I don't know if he look, can anymore. If you look at the photo that's in, that, that that's up, we're, we're looking at one from the Hollywood Reporter. So if right. you go 
to the Hollywood Reporter say, I, I just put in Chewbacca on Glee into Google, and this is the first link that popped up, the first news story. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at that Chewbacca outfit, the head is definitely, like, it. this is not the original Chewbacca. This mm-hmm. is the promotional Chewbacca that they set in places. This looks a lot like the one that they had running around Japan for okay. Star Wars uh, Celebration Japan. If you remember those pictures? Yeah. Of Chewbacca, like, taking in the sights in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks an awful lot like that. And the reason why I say that is because his hair to the sides of his face right. just kind of, like, fans out. Right. And and does not look like Chewbacca looks in the movies. Mm-hmm. So it's as as much as it's like this is the official Chewbacca, that was one of the stories uh that I read late last week. Uh it says right here they called George Lucas and uh and they got Chewbacca. So like he yeah. they, they sent out the guy who does Chewbacca officially for um for Lucasfilm when there's like an official appearance. So He's the right height. He has the the movements down, all that sort of thing. No different than if you get like Mickey Mouse or somebody making an appearance, right? They don't just let anybody put that suit on, right? So yeah. it's that sort of thing. Like it is not Peter Mayhew, because no, we'd be no. hearing about that, right? Right. But I'm, I guarantee that this is just. Uh, like it's one musical number, and Chewbacca will just be featured i i doubt he's in the episode for more than like 10 seconds yeah it's probably real right? fast yeah yeah and then all this for that. yeah 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 <laughs> so uh so i'm definitely not sitting through an entire episode for chewbacca to just pop yeah. up during one of their terrible songs <laughs> so if you're a glee fan hey this is and a star wars fan this is double duty for you if not hey let us know what happens if you're, but if you're a glee fan i don't know why you're listening to our podcast <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I'm sure we'll get some information on on just what the appearance was next time. Uh, Mike, we were talking about before we uh, started StarWars.com, and they launched this new shopping portal. And what you do yeah. is you go to uh, obviously StarWars.com, and then you go over to the shop portion, and you go over to products, and it'll link you to just whatever you're looking for, and you can break it down by art and collectibles, books, games, lifestyle, toys, videos, music, all that. So it's all like uh, it's all broken up into categories, and then from there you can find something. Uh, let's say you're into collectibles and you're into the lightsabers. Well, you can click on any of the lightsabers. They're all the FX lightsabers. You can click on a link. Say you're looking for a Darth Vader FX lightsaber, and you scroll down to the bottom. It'll give you a link of where you can buy it from. Now they, it looks like they only have one link for 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 each item uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Like like the lightsabers, you can go to Hasbro, but you can find those pretty much, pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's good just to if you're just shopping for stuff, not necessarily buying, but if you're just like, hey, we're going to talk about this in, a se- this in a second. If you're just looking for something Star Wars related uh, for a gift or yourself, this is a pretty good resource. Um, yeah. it, you know, it breaks down. I mean, you can get. We were just looking at the. Uh, these uh, full outfits you can get, these full ensemble Jedi outfits you can get from yeah. from museum rec- replicas that are upwards of past a thousand dollars for the whole set. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, these things are just set. These these ensembles are set up. I mean, these are ready to wear, ready to go. You know, ready to troop. So, uh, but well, I just want to highlight you, it. Yeah, you can choose from uh, <laughs> just under the boots. 
here's to give you an idea of, uh, I just want to highlight this museum replicas website because there's some pretty cool stuff yeah uh, Imperial officer galactic boots which are just like they're just black boots yeah uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi boots which are like perfectly accurate Obi-Wan boots Anakin Skywalker Jedi boots which are even more impressive mm-hmm. uh, and then <laughs> Padme shoes. They're just shoes. Like, I'm sure that they're exactly like ones that she wore. But the gown that they're a part of, you never even saw her shoes anyways. Yeah. Like, because it's a long gown. You can't see her feet. So, like, who cares if you have... if, if, If I were a girl in that costume, it looks uncomfortable enough as it is. Like, it's kind of an obnoxious outfit to wear. I think I'd just want to wear sneakers under there. But, uh... Maybe that's just me. Yeah, they are just regular heeled shoes. They yeah, are. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking at I'm looking at some of this stuff, and as much as you could, uh, you like you'd want to buy, you know, Luke Skywalker's full ensemble or Anakin's full ensemble, you could uh, the the Luke Skywalker one's only seven hundred bucks mm-hmm. for the Luke Skywalker full ensemble, only five fifty with no boots. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. I would get like the Luke one with no boots, so that you just get like the the black outfit, and then you can buy Obi Wan's belt separately. Mm-hmm. So I buy Obi Wan's belt separately, and then buy Obi Wan's cloak separately, and then maybe Anakin's boots to go with it, and then you're just a generic Jedi, right? right? Then you've yeah. just like created your own Jedi, created your own, yes. So you could you could take like the Obi Wan outfit and then just like mix it with Anakin's boots. And a, and a, and Anakin's darker cloak, and uh, and you could just create your own. Oh yeah, and this. So I mean, you're still talking about spending. Over yeah, that's $1, quite a bit of money. But yeah, but the Imperial officer outfits, if you want to do something like that, six twenty five for the full uh, Imperial fleet officer with boots. Right. Only only six twenty five. So that's pretty good. Yeah, and these okay. things, like I said, I mean they're they are you know. I don't know if you can get any more accurate than this. Um, yeah, yeah, they're totally like movie accurate. Yeah, I'm sure they got the patterns and stuff directly from from Lucasfilm, yeah. probably archives or whatever. So yeah, this is yeah. No, I don't think you're gonna find it any more accurate than this. So yeah, yeah I just wanted to highlight the uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty good resource. I mean, you can find stuff and look around yeah. and and uh, lots of lots of good stuff in there. So and and that just kind of dovetails into. Um, you know, it's a Christmas season now, Mike. It's starting to look yeah. around for if there's anybody out there that's got a Star Wars fan in there that they have to shop for. You know, there's quite a few things. You know, Star Wars, the complete saga on Blu-ray. If You know, and this is kind of weird because if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably already have this. But, you know, you never know. Some people might be holding out for Christmas. And, of course, this is probably the number one thing if you're looking for somebody for Star Wars is the Blu-rays. If they have a Blu-ray player, that is. Yeah. Uh, Tons of special features, and that kind of highlights this along with the outstanding picture and sound. Uh, what else? They got Clone Wars Season 3, of course, on Blu-ray. That's only 34 bucks on Amazon. And Lego Star Wars The Padawan Menace. Uh, that was a pretty good uh, little Lego thing. That was 13 bucks at Walmart. I mean, that's a, that was a kind of a fun little thing. I wouldn't mind seeing that again, you know? Yeah, well, and if you keep your eyes open, you can still grab the special edition Blu-ray of that that comes with a uh, a little uh, young Han Solo minifigure, Lego yes, minifigure, yeah. which is the only place that you can get that. So yes, 
Uh, what else yeah. we got? Um, books, you know, The Jedi Path. I mean, you have this book. You can, yeah, you can totally adjust. worth picking up. Yeah. For 12 bucks on Amazon, that's for the just the paperback edition. Really good. Yeah. Of course, we just talked about the lightsabers, the Hasbro Ultimate FX Sabers. I mean, anywhere from, you know, looks like they're all around 30 bucks at Amazon. So that's a great price on those. Um, you know, I'm looking at the ones I have. I have the Master Replicas ones before they went out of out of business or whatever. Mm -hmm. or, and, you know, I spent anywhere from 100 bucks just for the just for the Yoda, I think, and on up up to like 300 for the Darth Maul. So finding this style for only 30 bucks. I mean, I know it's not exactly like the Master Replicas versions were, but still, they were really darn good for 30 bucks. You yeah. know, you can't really beat that. Uh, video games, Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars, uh, 19 bucks in the Wii, and then, you know, anywhere from 19 to $20 on all the platforms. Uh, what else? Here's my favorite one. I'm asking this for Christmas. I hope I get this one. The Complete Vader. This is something that I've been waiting for for a couple years now. I remember talking about this a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and they had all those printing problems. I don't know if you remember that, um, but it's finally out now. 37 bucks. you can find that. Again, Amazon and, and other places. So that's one that's going to be high on my list, the complete Vader, yes. Um, so, yeah, those are just a few things. Anything else that you, as a Star Wars fan, Mike, you would look to get this year? Anything anything like, uh, catch your eye lately or anything? Like that's on my uh, on my Christmas list? Uh, yeah. Well, okay, I got the, uh, the Lego uh, advent calendar. I think I talked about that a couple episodes back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that Kit Fisto effects lightsaber, the the Force effects one. Oh, I'd love yeah. to get that, but it's not quite on my list. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't really have a, a ton. Not a ton. That's yeah. there this year. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just because you know, I most things that I really want, I've I've kind of gone out and picked up, and there just really isn't all that much that's yeah. come out recently that that I. That's you that have to have, yeah. 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 You just have to have, um, yeah. Yeah. The only thing yeah. for me on that is just the complete Vader. I'm a Vader fan, so I've heard so much good stuff about that book, and that's one that I'm, I'm looking to get this holiday season. Yeah. Uh, and then real quick on the uh, while we're talking about toys and stuff, um, the prototype Boba Fett vintage collection figure offer has been extended to December 16th. So this is the prototype that's in the white, the all-white prototype. Yeah, uh, you got to purchase four figures from Hasbro's Star Wars action figure collections at Toys R Us stores by the 16th, and then you got to get your receipts in by the 23rd. So they extended that portion to get that uh, cool prototype Boba Fett in the mail. So that's cool. The last thing I wanted to mention, though, Mike, is io9. They unveiled this old The Empire Strikes Back storyboards, and um, I was going through these today, and it was pretty interesting. And, and the reason I wanted to bring it up was because. I was going through these these uh, storyboards, and it's crazy how how close they resemble the actual outcome of the movie. Uh, you know, I'm clicking through them, and and there's mm -hmm. shots. I mean, it's almost shot for shot on the on the movies. You know, um, Luke reaching out and he sees Obi Wan with a tauntaun there. You know, there's a drawing yeah. of that, the speeder, and and it goes on and on. You know, and, and another thing that kind of hit me too was. Some of the detail that it was Joe Johnson that did a lot of these and, and another guy. Um, some of the detail they put into these uh, storyboards. You know, I was looking at one. Uh, it's the cockpit of one of the speeders, and one of the one of the. Uh, it looks like Luke driving 
with an ad at in the background of the window. Mm-hmm. And just the, the detail that they put into these storyboards, I didn't realize that they went to this much of a, I don't want to say a trouble, but this much detail yeah. in, a, in a storyboard. I'm like, look at them going, wow. I mean, these are almost pieces of, of art you can hang on the wall, you know what I mean? And the detail they put in, it was, it was really fascinating. If you haven't seen this, uh, go to io9's website and check it out. It's, it's io and then the number 9.com. We've talked about this website before. They've had some Star yeah. Wars stories. So, um, yeah, go check out these storyboards. It's really, really fascinating. And, and like I said, it really follow uh, the movie almost shot for shot, like I said. So check that out. Uh, anything else, go, uh, Mike? Anything else you want to talk about before we head on to the recap? No, that's it. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump right into the recap then. A disturbance in the force. There he is. is it possible? Times. I sense there's something here. The army has assembled counter to group. All troops, battle stations! This isn't gonna be easy. We'll disintegrate for sure! Suck it up, shiny. I will attack the <laughs> I will return, mother. I warned you I don't work for free. Long have the empire has been built upon the backs of slaves. Anakin has struggled to put his past behind him. I'll keep an eye on him. Bow down, Jedi Fifth. Welcome to Death Watch! No! All right, and let's kick off Slaves of the Republic. Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Ahsoka Tano, and clone Captain Rex continue to investigate the disappearance of Togruta colonists from the planet Kiros. They travel to Zygeria, home of the galaxy's most notorious slave empire. Anakin pilots a captured slave ship onto a landing pad near a fortified Zygerian city. He, Obi-Wan, and Captain Rex are disguised as Zygerian traitors, while Ahsoka goes undercover as Anakin's slave. The Jedi hide their lightsabers within secret compartments inside their trusty astromech droid R2-D2. Anakin is to make contact with the Zygerian queen, while Obi-Wan and Rex search for any leads regarding the missing colonists. So we're jumping right back in, Mike, and uh, we arrive at Zygeria, and to me... Um, and, and, and so do a whole lot of other uh, bunches of, of people and, and slavers and traders. I mean, you see this opening shot, Mike, and it's, and it's obvious that um, the slave trade is bigger than, than maybe Anakin and them thought it was, you know? Yeah. I don't, maybe not. I don't know. But it just you can tell that this is a big thing in, in the universe here. Uh, yeah. They're coming in, and there's, there's ships all over, the, coming in from all over, coming into this slave trade. And almost like it's something that's done only maybe once in a while, you know. Yeah. And, and it's, it, so you get a lot of different um, uh, species coming in from different planets, maybe, to pick up, to pick up uh, slaves. So I thought that was kind of interesting how they, how they opened up like that. Um, and really beautiful. Uh, this whole art episode looked looked really good and we'll talk about yeah. that too in a few minutes yeah definitely yeah uh cool. go ahead 
the Jedi enter the city, and Ahsoka nearly breaks her cover when she is compelled to stop a Zygerian guard captain, Atai Molek, from whipping a helpless slave. Thinking quickly, Anakin claims that she is his freshly caught servant, who has not yet been taught her place. He also claims to have important news for the Queen, and demands an audience with her. Obi-Wan and Rex sneak away unnoticed while Molek and his guards escort Anakin and Ahsoki, uh, Ahsoka into the palace. Ahsoki. Ahsoki, yes. Uh, a new nickname for her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, go ahead. Yeah, I, this very cool uh, entrance into the city, seeing a lot of different uh, different people walking around, some different species. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not quite sure how Anakin and Obi-Wan and Rex man are going to, you know, be in these outfits and get away yeah. with it. Not really buying the whole, like, because they even, they bring it up, but then they don't really give us an excuse. Yeah, well, the other, the guy, the uh, the guy that meets him. Um, yeah, uh, he, this, uh, uh, what's his name, a tie. A tie. He, yeah. he calls him out right away, right? He just yeah. says, hey, you're not, you're not our species. What are you doing with the... You know, kind of like, what are you doing with our outfits on? You know, yeah. but and, then like they don't. Anakin doesn't answer him. No, he's, he's just, just like, I'm here to see the queen, and yeah. the guy's like, No, you're not. Like, you're not allowed to see the queen. But uh, yeah, he's had he has information. That's what he says. Yeah, he's got information about the queen from spies. Yeah. That's what he that's what he was saying. So that kind of gets the attention of that that probe droid. It looks like, and it's like, Hey, bring him down. So uh, that's that's kind of yeah. But you're right though. It's they kind of like skipped over that part. Like you think they would just snatch them up and throw them in the brig or something, you know? Yeah. Forget it, you know. But no, uh, I'll continue here. Anakin poses as Lars Quell, a warrior who has disposed of Bruno Denturi, a hated enemy of the Queen. The monarch Mirage Sintel is at first wary of Anakin's story, but she is charmed by his brash and confident nature. Anakin unveils Ahsoka, who he claims is a slave plucked from Bruno's palace. Queen Mirage is, is impressed by Ahsoka's beauty and spirit and offers to buy her. Rather than negotiate a price, Anakin proceeds to comment, to comment on, the, on the queen's own beauty. The queen is flattered by Anakin's remarks, and the two of them depart together. This lady certainly of fine stock. Bruno always knew how to choose a beautiful female. Don't you dare touch me. <laughs> Though she will have to be processed. Her demeanor leaves much to be desired. What is your price for her? With respect, how can I price the beauty of this slave when I look upon the magnificence of your highness, whose beauty would make the brightest star seem dull by comparison? <laughs> Lars Quell, you flatter me. No, your majesty. However... Lars, stop it! Stop it! You are a bold one, aren't you? My reputation precedes me, then. Perhaps we can find a way to put a price on your slave. Come, walk with me. Hey, Anakin's got quite a way with words, huh? Mm -hmm. This guy's a this guy's a lady killer now. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and and what just what was he whispering to her? That's going to be like a mystery now for forever. What was going on there? Yeah, he's he's quite the uh, Casanova there. But what's going on with this? Uh, first of all, I'm kind of confused now. I'm like, well, who's who's Bruno Dentori and who's Lars Quell? I mean, yeah, is this just something that he's making up? Like, oh, I'm Lars Quell. You know, I think I think it was uh, the guy from um, who does some of the. Uh, the uh, force, not force cast, but uh, what's the force net? Yeah. He thought it might have been like a little homage to uh, his uncle, uh, not his uncle, well, Lars, uh, Klieg Lars. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess that's a good uh, a good way to look at it. But yeah, who is this, like Lars, like I said, is he just making this up? And, and this Bruno guy, obviously this Bruno guy, he, the queen knows about him, so he's not making that part up. Yeah, so, the, the Lars Quell identity is just, like, he just made it up for this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the comic, he puts on a, a, a cape like Count Dooku, and uh, and then an eye patch. And that's it. That's his whole disguise. Oh, and, oh, really? and a blaster. <laughs> well, oh, instead nice. of having his lightsaber, he's got a blaster at his side. So, okay. Um, but, yeah, like, it it's uh it's interesting they they kind of went a, a little step further with this one by putting him in the armor but okay uh, that's good that yeah. we have you here because you've read the comics so you can kind of kind of help me out with some of the uh yeah the story inconsistencies that i'm missing you know so uh, but yeah and what do you think about this new look for ahsoka uh, wow uh, you, you know what compared to the way that she looked in the comic this is modest that's what I right. heard. Yeah, I heard like, she was almost like in a bikini in the comic or something like that. Uh, yeah, almost less clothing than than Leia. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a, a, a an awkward outfit considering that comic came out at the beginning of the series when she was still a fourteen year old. Yeah. So it was a little bit weird. It's one of those things. Like I don't like the way that they that they, they not they. Because I think that with the actual show, they treated it fairly well. They put her in a really nice outfit that is no different than something that we'd see Padme wear. Right. Uh, or yeah. even Leia at, at any given time. Um, that fits very well with Star Wars. But that is a little bit more revealing to sort of show if she's... You know, because we're used to seeing Twi'lek slaves in Next to Nothing, right? Yeah. So we, it's got to it's gotta have a little bit of that feeling to it without crossing the line. Mm-hmm. The one in the comic book kind of crosses the line a little bit, um, and she's maybe in a little bit more revealing outfit than she should be. But uh, but there's this weird thing that, like, you know, the second you put a female character prominently in anything, it doesn't matter what age they are, there are artists out there who will start drawing inappropriate things. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Ahsoka is no exception right. to that. And and it, it, it bugs me when... They do something like this in the show, be, not because it's inappropriate for the show. Obviously, it's part of the storyline, and uh, and she mentions that she's not cool with it, and it's sort of like it's an important plot point almost that she be dressed like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's when the fan community takes it and runs with it into inappropriate areas because you know, regardless of how they might animate her and make her act and that sort of thing, we've been told that she's a kid. Like, she's 
she's an adolescent, like like a, a young teenager. Mm. So it's uh, it's odd that they that that some people will choose to go ahead and just sexualize her, anyways. But uh, but it looks great in this episode and a yeah. great costume. All of the costumes, yeah, in this episode look fantastic. Yeah, uh, not just design wise, but technically the way that that Ahsoka's outfit actually moves. It doesn't just sit there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and and the same with uh, with with Obi Wan and Anakin. Their their clothing is starting to become more lifelike, and uh, and and you know we could be seeing more uh, oh yeah more capes and uh, and that sort of thing in the future because yeah they seem to have figured it out. So. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I, I, like you said, I, I like the way they they did Ahsoka's because apparently, like I, I read from somewhere else, it was kind of crazy in the comic, but they kind of toned it down a little bit, and it worked perfect here. So, uh, yeah, definitely love that. Go ahead. Uh, in the slave cells of the royal palace, Obi-Wan and Rex find a single Togruta prisoner, Governor Roshti of Kuros. Roshti is weak and unable to answer Kenobi's questions about the whereabouts of his people. Obi-Wan lifts Governor Roshti from his cell and commandeers a, a brezak, a giant, uh, sorry, a gliding lizard mount. They are giant gliding lizard mounts, though. Yeah. Uh, Rex takes the reins while Obi-Wan helps Roshti climb on, then he spurs the creature to flee. Before they can make it to safety, a guard shoots Kenobi in the shoulder. He falls from the beast, dragging Roshti with him. Rex escapes aboard the Brezak, but Obi-Wan is captured by Zygerian guards. Um, I'm going to blame this this shot in the arm uh, for everything that happens after this. <laughs> That's why Obi-Wan mm-hmm. maybe doesn't uh, last as long as we would like. <laughs> yeah, I was I noticed that too, and we'll, and we'll get there too. But what did you think of this new creature? I, I was kind of digging it. It was like a lizard, frog, a bat. Like I don't know, everything all rolled into one. Yeah, I love it. It's great. That yeah, awesome. it was it was kind of reminiscent of the um, I, I can't remember the, the the creature that Obi-Wan wrote in episode three. Uh, uh, Boga. Yeah. Boga. Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of that. But this one can fly. So yeah, yeah it was it was really cool. I, I loved seeing that. At the balcony of the royal palace, the queen discusses her expanding slave empire with Anakin. She will need men of his talent to keep her power grow to help her power grow. Suddenly, a Twi'lek servant girl attempts to stab the queen, but Anakin stops the would-be assassination. The hopeless slave leaps to her death off the balcony. This troubles Anakin, but he maintains his composure and offers Ahsoka as a gift to the queen to be her servant. Kind of a crazy, a uh, little powerful scene there with this, with this slave girl. You know, rather than going back to this, and this, and this kind of, I wrote this down, that clearly, whatever this processing she's talking about mm-hmm. this is something really disturbing and this this twilight would rather kill herself than have to go through all that uh, processing again yeah so obviously that takes a huge toll on these slaves and uh she's you know willing just to jump off and, and end it just to you know rather than go through that crap again so uh pretty powerful stuff um go ahead mike uh, in, um, in the dungeons of the royal auction house, Obi-Wan is brutally whipped by Zygerian slave masters. He endures the intense pain and refuses to reveal his identity, 
but a time Molek recognizes his face from a hologram on Kuros. I like this, that, that even as, as much as they tried to get away with it, they, yeah. uh, you like, they, we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi here. Like, he's well known across the galaxy as one of the heroes of the Republic. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's funny to, to have him be recognized. Yeah, and he's taking, you know, in this arc, he is taking a beating, man. He's gotten beaten up to all heck last episode. Yeah. Now he's getting, I don't even know what these energy whipped. He's getting energy whipped and beat up over here. I mean, man, he is taking quite a bit of torture these last couple episodes. And, and it, you, can, it really, you really start to see this uh, when he gets let out into the arena, and we'll get there in a second, though. In the auction house, throngs of would-be buyers watch. As the Zygerians, Zygerians march out of their chained wares, first Governor Rashti is presented as a sample of 50,000 Tegruta slaves from Kiros. Anakin, who is the queen's guest at the auction, asks Mirage where the Kiros uh, slaves are being kept, but she is distracted by an urgent message from Atai. Uh, Mirage reveals what Atai has told her. She speaks to the assembled audience and announces a special guest, Jedi Knight Obi-Wan Kenobi. The raucous crowd erupts to see a beaten Jedi on the auction block. Grinning at the opportunity to break a Jedi, Queen Mirage hands Anakin an energy whip and orders him to teach Obi-Wan his place. Before we begin the auction, I would welcome a most special guest, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Jedi Knight. The Jedi are not so tough. My friends, my good friends, do not fear the Jedi. They are no different from others we have forced into submission, for they have forsaken their ideals to serve a corrupt Senate. Every Jedi has become a slave to the Republic. The Jedi Order is weak, and we will help break it. Teach the Jedi his place. And you know what, Mike? I really liked what they did here with the Queen. And and here's a couple things I want to point out as far as this clip. Uh, and she's not far off. She's she's kind of giving this crowd a speech. And she's talking mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, the... Um, she talks of uh, forsaking ideals to serve a corrupt Senate. And she's talking about uh, the Jedi. She's talking about they're slaves to the Republic. Um, yeah. And the Jedi Order is weak. You know, and, and you start to think about that and you go, wow, you know, she's kind of making a little bit of sense there. You know, the Jedi are starting to diminish. You know, even, oh, what is it? Yoda talks about how they're, or is it Mace? Talks about how they're, they're, they can't see things clearly anymore. It's diminished, yeah. the, you know, and, and that. Um, slaves to the Republic. You know, here they are they're supposed to be peacekeepers, but now they're fighting a war that they're really not, you know, necessarily, I don't know if they're not trained to do, but it's not like their primary thing, like like, um, yeah. like the uh, was said in, uh, gosh, I'm all forgetting everything, uh, forgetting everything now. But anyway, <laughs> that's, you know, it was kind of crazy hearing that from her. And, yeah, uh, it's kind of kind of cool to hear that. And you, you see, uh, Obi Wan, like I said earlier, Mike, he comes out and he is broken, man. He is not not broken yet, but he's not faking it now. 
you know. Yeah, no, he's been he's been uh, yeah. knocked around just a little bit. Yeah, so so some yeah good stuff from uh, from the queen and, and Anakin's got to come down and and uh, save the day like he mm-hmm. like he has in the past. Uh, we'll continue here. Go ahead with the next, Mike. Uh, Anakin enters the auction house arena to stand behind Obi Wan, who is forced to his knees. With the crowd demanding blood, Anakin gives the salute to the stands. Hidden in the crowd is Rex, who is ready for action, as well as the ever-resourceful R2-D2. The little droid launches three lightsabers into the air, Anakin's, Obi-Wan's, and Ahsoka's, while Skywalker uses the whip to disarm the Sigerian guards. (laughs) Best part of the episode. Best part of the season so far. Definitely. When he takes that moment, he looks at Rex... Rex gives the nod in that helmet, yeah, which totally has the face pieces, just like Lando's Lando, yeah. on in Return of the Jedi on Tatooine. Yeah, he gives that nod back, just exactly like Lando, um, and then he turns to R two and he gives the that the two finger, you know, the, the like that little salute that that Luke does in Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, and uh, and the little there's just that slight musical cue of of the actual musical piece Return of the Jedi, and uh, and and the lightsabers launch into the air and um, best action I think that we've seen in the series yet. Oh yeah, uh, and and I know it's it's really condensed, it's compact, and it only happens in, in over the course of a couple of seconds. Yeah. But I went back and I watched it like three or four times, mm-hmm. and uh, just the fluidity of the movement, the way that Anakin just takes that whip, chucks it, oh yeah, hits a dude in the face, and then he pulls it back with the force, and whips another guy, like wraps it around another guy's arm. It's just it it's. It's totally natural. It doesn't have that really weird staccato movement that it had previously in right. in, uh, in past seasons. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing, just yeah. awesome, awesome stuff. So that's what that's what I love about it is, like you said, the fluidity and and here it, this is the the homage to the Sarlacc pit. You know, yeah. um, like you said, R two D two rolls up like he did before, and it's just all those cues that you got from Return of the Jedi. They're all there, and and maybe. And you spotted it as well as I did with with uh, with Rex. It was kind of like he was kind of like the Lando, you know. Yeah. And uh, it just all pieced together so well. And the, like you said, the musical cues, oh, it was perfect. You know, just a great scene. And and it showed, you know, Obi Wan kind of gets he gets whipped a few times, and, and he's pretty much out. But he's already been tortured quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I don't know how how much that took out of him before, but. Um, you did see Anakin take a quiet, it took him like six or seven of those, um, energy whips to actually bring him down. So you can kind of, it kind of shows that the, the power of Anakin is, is still continues to grow. Yeah. Um, and he's, and maybe he's kind of, you know, kind of pulling a little bit from the dark side. You never know. You know, I was kind of hoping we'd see, uh, like he did, um, when he faced Dooku a few episodes ago where he just kind of gets really mad and just kind of goes boom and it kind of blows up you know yeah. i thought that was coming i was like oh snap here we go you know but they were able to control him with the energy whips but yeah like you said it was that was the highlight of the episode man well you know really times. The, the only thing that stops him is that they uh well i guess that's coming up in a second right yeah okay yeah, so so anakin uh ahsoka ignites her lightsaber and it orders the queen to stand down but mirage is defiant with the press of a button on her throne, she activates the shock collar around Ahsoka's neck. 
the Padawan is overwhelmed by the electrical charge and collapses to the ground. Uh, sorry, Zygerian guards rush out into the arena to surround Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Rex. The Republic heroes are overwhelmed. Five Electro Whips are needed to subdue Anakin, and Mirage is all the more impressed by his strength. So, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. it's, he could easily just kill all of them. Mm-hmm. But if he does, yeah. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka will more than likely die. Ah- Ahsoka will die. Like, she's got her you know so like that, that like that's that's kind of the way it is yeah. and it's the only thing that stops him so yeah and, and i didn't even you know that's a good point you make up because like i said i they could have i thought this was going you know he was gonna he was gonna summon a little bit of that energy that rage that mm-hmm. that you know anger and uh just start going crazy and use the force i mean he like you said he could probably could have done that but now you're talking about his friends and you know he's got to find a different way to do this so um but yeah i mean it took him what i thought i counted six maybe even seven of those energy whips to bring him down and he wasn't even wasn't you know like you said he kind of kind of like gave it up in the end anyway so um some good stuff though man it was great stuff uh the next morning anakin wakes up in the queen's chambers he tries to intimidate mirage by choking her with the force but she gasps that his friends will die unless he obeys her. Anakin refuses to serve the queen, but she is not convinced at his defiance. She even returns his lightsaber to him, knowing that he, as long as she has Anakin's friends captive, she has power over him. I love that, too. He wakes up. And the first thing he does, he gets her in a force choke. I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah. You know. Lifts her right off the ground yes. with a force choke. Like, yeah. an intense one, so... Yeah, and then like like it says here, you know, it's she has the cards. Obviously, she has his friends captive, and he's pretty much at her at her will now. So uh, we'll yeah. get we'll get there in a second. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, where are we? Uh... <coughs> Ahsoka sits. Oh yeah, Ahsoka sits in a suspended cage <laughs> high above the royal palace. She has been promised to a time Molek once Anakin has been tamed. Ahsoka remains defiant and trips Molek with the Force, but he retaliates with more electrical punishment. This is, like this is an awesome, awesome scene. <laughs> yeah, I loved seeing that, too. Was so that great? great for Ahsoka, because yeah. she just sits there meditating, completely in control of her emotions, and he makes this little comment, and she just really calmly, with two fingers, kind of yeah. uses the Force <laughs> to pull him right off. Uh, over the ledge, not killing him, but just giving him the heads up that, like, yeah, I might I, be in a cage, but you could be dead at any moment. It's <laughs> just my restraint that stops me from killing you. Yeah, so, definitely, definitely. Um, I thought that was a really great moment. And then to, ha- to have him turn around and uh, and he uses the uh, the shock collar on her. But, yeah. I, mm-hmm. but I think Ahsoka will be okay. Yeah, I know. It's, there's a lot of things that were kind of funny in this episode, you know, earlier when Anakin's talking about how he's going to charm her and, and she's rolling her eyes. And uh, there was one scene uh, towards that beginning where they meet the queen and Anakin has to push on her to get her to bow down. Yeah. Uh, just there was a couple of funny moments like that. And again, with her at the end here, she she does that that with the force there. You know, it kind of reminds me of kind of Anakin. You know, she's, she's willing to uh, kind of 
be a little free with the force and, and do some crazy things, you know, maybe that's, that some Jedi masters might not do. So yeah, it was some really cool stuff there. Uh, I'll finish. Let's see. Uh, we're in the, uh, Zagirian slave ship travels to the volcanic world of Kadavo, where an immense mining complex straddles a huge crater. Obi-Wan Rex and Governor Rashti emerge and see dozens of Trigusa slaves standing on the landing platform. Keeper Ar Agras, a rotund Zygerian in charge of the facility, greets Kenobi. To demonstrate that he holds complete control over life and death on Kadavo, Agras activates trapdoors beneath several of the Togruta slaves, dropping them to their deaths within the crater. Agras makes it clear that should Obi-Wan disobey, it will not be the Jedi who suffers. So we're, this is where we're going to be ending up, obviously, is, uh, sounds like, is Kadavo. Um, mm -hmm. Not sure how we're going to get there yet, but uh, this is where it looks like all these Togruta slaves are, and this guy drops a bunch of them to their deaths. And uh, kind of like Obi-Wan, kind of like Anakin is kind of held captive on his friends. Now Obi-Wan's the same here. He's held captive. You know, he's, he tries to do anything because he's a Jedi. Obviously, this guy knows, this Agris knows. And he's a Jedi, and he could probably uh, do some damage. He's he's got to hold some kind of a yeah, you know, a carrot over him. So that's that's what's going on there in Kadavo. Uh, you want to finish it up, Mike? Yeah, uh, Queen right. Mirage and Anakin ride a Brezak on the winds of Zygeria. Mirage uh, correctly guesses that Anakin was once a slave. She tries to get Anakin to see the galaxy as she sees it, and offers him to share in her rule. Skywalker knows that the queen of, of that queen of Z the Zygerian slave empire would never willingly share her power. Infatuated by Skywalker, Queen Mirage offers to return his friends to safety if Anakin swears his loyalty to her. What if I freed your friends? Would you promise to stay? Commit to serving me? If a Jedi as noble as you gave his word, I think you might keep it. I don't trust you. <sighs> have I been anything but honest? I have no reason to lie. I am who I am. It is you. You who are the complicated one. Now, Master Skywalker, the future of your friends lays in your hands. If they are to leave as slaves, it will be you who keeps them that way. You know, and I love that the Queen has this psychological hold over Anakin right now. I mean, she has mm -hmm. all the cards, and she's almost Emperor-like or, you know, Palpatine-like. Yeah. Because she is definitely getting inside Anakin's head, you know. Um, she's talking about this educational center, and, uh, and she says something about the strength of will. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go back for a second. Um, to uh, to the slaver guy, he's the one that says this. And this, I wrote this down. And it's not mm -hmm. the queen that says it. It's this other guy. This um, uh, this Agris. He talks about the strength of will is is the greatest enemy of the slavers, and that makes sense because yeah, until the will can be broken, you know, they're not going to be a slave. Um, I wanted to mention that. Uh, but getting to uh, to the queen here, like I said, she's got this psychological. She's in his head, you know. And like I said, she's just like. Palpatine mm -hmm. almost, you know, like promising him this stuff, you know, 
promising uh, you know, I'll free your your friends. You just stay with me and and she's definitely got some kind of a infatuation with with Anakin. I think when she found yeah. out that he was a Jedi, you know, maybe that kind of really turned things for. I don't know what did you see about this. Anything jump out at you with this, Mike? No, yeah, I it's really interesting relationship that yeah. the two of them are sort of developing here and Anakin obviously despising every fiber of her being for for being a slaver for being the queen of the slavers mm-hmm. um so yeah it's a it's 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 an interesting dynamic and and the, the offer that she makes like you were saying a very emperor-esque yeah. it it actually sounds a lot like the offer that that uh vader makes to luke <laughs> true yeah like right yeah. after he chops his hand off yeah. Um, so it's the same sort of thing. It's like you've already attacked me and hurt me, and now you want me to join you. And like, what do you think I'm gonna say? You know, like it's that exact same sort yeah. of uh, uh, feeling to it. So yeah, good point. Uh, good point about the Vader thing. That kind of resembles that as well. But yeah, that's a uh, that was the middle arc, man, and it had some great stuff. Like we said, that homage to the Sarlacc pit. I mean, highlighted the episode. Uh, so the Ahsoka stuff was kind of was funny. She had some great moments there. Um, you know, just all around. You know, this this arc has been uh, really good. I'm I'm excited yeah. about. It. I, I don't. I've, I'm going into this totally blind. I haven't read the comics, so this is all really really good stuff to me. I imagine you have some sort of inkling of how this is going to end, Mike. But but don't say. Uh, well, yeah, more or less, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's been a while since I read it, so I don't really remember. And I, I could dig my comics out and read them again, so that you know, spoil myself. But I'm not going to. Uh, I'm just gonna sort of leave it for a little bit, um, okay. so that uh, yeah, so it's it's not fresh in my mind when I <laughs> when yeah I watch it. But after after the the third episode is aired. Uh, which is going to be a little while from now. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, dig those comics out and reread them and see just how much of that storyline uh, is is still there. Yeah. So, okay, good stuff. So uh, that was Slaves of the Republic. So uh, let's hit the uh, mailbag. You ready for that? Let's do it. Wait a minute. Play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. All right, Mike, you got a piece of mail for us today? I do, yes. All right, uh, beauty. So uh, this is a piece of mail coming from our uh, self-proclaimed all-time number one fan, Aaron Ultimus. Okay. Uh, and he says, I don't know about you, but I think Ahsoka is too young to have two lightsabers, even though it is awesome. I always thought that you would have to have uh, progressed further in your Jedi training to be able to wield two lightsabers. I don't know if that's just me. What are your thoughts? Hmm. So uh, he's talking about now uh, since... I guess the middle of last season, uh, Ahsoka's got her one main lightsaber, and then she's got the shorter Shoto uh, blade lightsaber. That, so she du- dual wields, right? Right. Um, and uh, and I understand where he's coming from on this because you do, uh, according to the Jedi path, in order to get to the point where you would have a Shoto blade, you need to uh, master. 
one of the forms form two or three or something like that mm-hmm. um and uh it's it's an extension of that once you've mastered that it's the next logical step but um ahsoka at this age would not have mastered anything uh so i get that where he's coming from i, I do somewhat agree i still think it's awesome and uh yeah and uh, and i like seeing her use two lightsabers but yeah and that's just the freedom that they can do with Ahsoka because you, I would think, you know, like, hey, I want to see Anakin. I want to see him wield a, a double-bladed lightsaber or two lightsabers. And he has before, you know, he, he, but it's not something that he, that he carries two around. You know, it seems like yeah. for the Jedi, it's just, you, this is your weapon. You have one weapon, yeah. you know, and you build it. So um, with the two, yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of jumps out of the continuity a little bit for me. Um, but for the show, I guess it's, it's okay. You know, maybe she'll lose it at the end or maybe she'll go back to one. You never know. Um, but I could definitely see where he's coming from. I I think it's cool. Yeah. I I would rather just have her do one and and stay with the continuity of, of, of star Wars. But, but, uh, I'm having fun with it. You know, it's, it's not nothing I'm going to lose any sleep over. So, but, uh, that's a good, it's a good email. And it's, it's good that he brought that up. It's I'm sure we'll get other people's thoughts on that as well, what they think about the two, the Shoto. You know, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's totally out of, uh, I didn't, where did you think that came from anyway? I mean, was this from a comic or? I think they just wanted to give her something more interesting. Just, just to make her even more, even cooler than she is, huh? Yeah. Just give her, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's from Aaron. You said Aaron Ultimus. Big time yep. fan, good contributor. Appreciate the email, Aaron. And we'll jump to the Facebook post of the week. And this is by Greg Stedman. It's, it's a kind of a two-parter. He had the original post, and he had a, another comment I wanted to mention. He says, guys, didn't any of you notice how that one arena scene resembled episode six so much? That part of me was that part for me was the best part of the episode. And we talked about that. That was our favorite part, the Sarlacc yeah. Pit homage. So we talked about that. But he says also at the, the end of this, um, there's some other comments he says uh but the one thing that i hated about this episode was that the bad guys won every time by the end of the episode i actually wanted anakin to kill the lady and the queen um hopefully next week anakin will go on a slaver killing rampage also he's not being very faithful to padme i mean seriously what the heck did he whisper in the lady's ear probably nothing nothing that could be repeated on a kid's show and you know i mentioned that earlier what was he saying you know we'll never know yeah but, yeah. uh, you know, this is, you know, this is part of being a Jedi. Part of what this plan was was to uh, kind of woo this queen. And uh, obviously Padme's probably not going to hear about this. And uh, yeah, if she did see that, she probably wouldn't take too kindly to it. Uh, but that's what they had to do to uh, sometimes you got to go to some crazy places to uh, to rescue a bunch of slaves. But, yeah. uh, you know, he talks about he wanted Anakin to kill, you know, and this is kind of what I was I was looking for was during that arena scene. Like I said earlier, I was looking for Anakin to go a little crazy there and, and maybe, you know, do some crazy force thing and, and, and yeah. repulse or something. But maybe they're going to save that till the, till the third episode. We'll see. We'll see something. Well, definitely. They always end these uh, multi-story arcs. On a high note, I mean they've done that this past season, the previous season, so yeah. we could expect that from this next one. It's going to end on some pretty crazy stuff, I am sure. Definitely. So uh, that's from uh, 
Greg Stedman, the Facebook post of the week. Facebook is uh, alive and uh, kicking and doing very well, so we love to see that. Uh, what do we got else? What's that, what else is going on? Next episode? Yeah, all we've got for the next Which we episode, have nothing. <laughs> all we've got is, uh, is a title, and it was hard enough to justify that. Um, the reason being that the show doesn't come back until January 6th. What the heck is going on? I don't so, get this. This uh, is weird. Yeah, we're, we've got a ways to go before, uh, How before could they do we that? get our next uh, next episode, before we get the conclusion of this three-part storyline. And I'm just boggled by that because next week is, is only, or this Friday, is only the 9th. I mean, we're still yeah. a few weeks out from Christmas. Um, Why are you taking a break right when we're going to finish up? A three-part arc? Does that make any sense? Are you sure yeah. it's not airing like on the 16th or the 23rd? No, it's no. It's all the way to the I, what I heard, I didn't see it on uh, when when I watched, but I heard from a friend that uh, that that they said on Cartoon Network that you know tune into the thrilling conclusion on uh, on the sixth on January sixth. Wow, so. that is quite a ways, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, a it's a literal cliffhanger. Herself. Yeah, it she is, is a cliff. literally hanging. She's hanging a off cliff a cliff. Yes, for, for a month. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know we were talking last week about man we're we're just pumping through the season. I mean we're already at yeah. what thirteen fourteen whatever it is, and uh, here's when we get that big break and it's man I really wish they would have capped off this arc. I mean that would have been a perfect way to end it. Yeah. A few weeks and we'll jump right into a new story. This does not make any sense to me. Uh, but that's, it is what it is. So we'll have to wait for the conclusion. So hopefully it will be definitely, hopefully it'll be worth the wait. You know, it's, we got quite a wait, yeah. but, and like I said, we have no, no description. I have no audio for you guys. I have no written, uh, description of what's coming up. We just know the title. We're going to be a Kadavo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously they're going to Kadavo and they're going to escape from there somehow. So, yeah. um, we will see what happens. But that is going to do it for this week. And it's going to be for a few weeks, it looks like, until we get to the conclusion, Mike. Yep, that's it. That will take us out of here, Mike. Cool. Well, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, and do not forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash clonewars. Head over to our Facebook page to, uh, to join our group. Uh, facebook.com slash clone wars podcast and uh and you can get in there join in on the discussion you can also send us email at uh mike at clone wars podcast.com and matt at clone wars podcast.com and uh and and we will probably be back over the break with uh with a christmas episode so uh we're just trying to put some stuff together for that but uh, no, no promises just yet. So don't be emailing <laughs> yeah. me going, "Where's the uh, what's Christmas episode? Yeah. Where's the Christmas episode?" But uh, yeah. but hopefully, if we can get everything together, I know that Kyle wants to talk uh, a little bit of the old Republic and his uh, his feelings on that game so far. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, hopefully we can line some stuff up and get some people in, some uh, special guests to uh, to chat about the latest and yeah. uh and and you'll get something over that month but uh no promises you know <laughs> i'm terrible this stuff so something will happen we'll get busy i don't know yeah, One day. <laughs> yeah. uh anyways yeah if not we will definitely see you 
in around five weeks time for the conclusion of the slave arc and the Zygerian arc. So yeah, uh, with that, uh, we will see you guys in a few weeks. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always. <laughs>